Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. May I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. Application from last Sunday, which was the fifth Sunday of Ordinary Time, The first reading tells us that each one of us is called to say, here I am, Lord, use me. The second reading reminds us that the central message of our faith is that Jesus' death and resurrection gave us salvation. In the gospel, we see Jesus make the fishermen real fishes of men. This week, let the call to serve Christ be reflected in your daily routine of living. Take time to see where you can be a prophet in your family, 
school or work area. Show your care and concern on the level of the person with whom you are attending or working. Remember, Jesus won them over with his personal care of their everyday needs. Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, use me. Try saying this to a family member or someone with whom you have difficulty. Jesus will take you at your word, and the miracle will start with you. Deacon Ken wrote, I have chosen to be a spiritual mentor to a young drug addict who is now in rehab. I keep in touch with him, and I encourage him in his spiritual walk to become a Catholic. And I answered that after Mass, I was talking with a small group, and one of them shared a miracle that happened when he showed his mom a crucifix. She has cancer, and her stomach is largely extended. She grabbed the crucifix and put it on her stomach, and she felt healing power. He said it was a miracle. I shared with him she is the temple of the Holy Spirit, as we all are, in the scripture, 1 John 4, 4, you belong to God, children, and you have conquered them. For the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. He took it to heart. From one of Ken's old newsletters, he wrote, suffering for suffering's sake is of no value to anyone. Redemptive suffering is when you can, in spite of your pain, lead others to Christ. Marcy is that kind of a woman. She has been admitted into the hospital over 25 times in the last few years. She is constantly affirming the hospital staff and gives great spiritual comfort to this very grateful chaplain. Her mother visits her almost every day and brings with her an assortment of Irish charm and Barney. Marcy thinks that she is very much like a lot of people who come to realize that only the Lord's love can give you the strength to get through the crucible of pain. Kim was one who brought many to Christ and still is through his writings in Irish charm and his Barney. What was the helpful or new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learn, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken, that God today is calling out to us. Who will I send up to go out and evangelize? The application, I find that when I respond to that call, I am being healed physically, mentally, and spiritually. We can all do something beautiful for God at any level. And I answer that. The first reading from Jeremiah said, Cursed is the one who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. My application Trust in those who are walking in the way of the Lord, obeying his word in our temples of his spirit. At one time in my life, I put my trust in my husband 
and became bitter and angry and didn't see him as walking in the Lord, although he actually was. And when I repented and put my trust in God within him, I was healed. This week is the sixth Sunday in ordinary time. The first reading is Jeremiah 17, 5 to 8. The second reading is 1 Corinthians 15, 2, 16 to 20. And the gospel is Luke 6, 17, 20 to 26. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the crowd and stood on a stretch of level ground. A great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem in the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. And raising his eyes toward his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude and insult you, and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven, for their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. But woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for your, their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord. Questions. When Jesus came and stood at level ground, who came to hear him? A great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people. Toward whom did Jesus raise his eyes? Toward his disciples. And, and who did he say the kingdom of God belonged? The poor in the kingdom. Who became poor for our sake? 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says, For you know the gracious act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that for your sake he became poor, although he was rich, so that by his poverty you might become rich. Who will be satisfied in laughing? The hungry and those weeping. If we come to the Lord, what will he do? Isaiah 55, 1 and 2 says, all you who are thirsty, come to the water. You who have no money, come, receive grain and eat. Come without pay and without cost. Drink wine and milk. Why spend your money for what is not bread? Your wages for what fails to satisfy. Heed me and you shall eat well. You shall delight in rich fare. When People hate you, exclude and insult you, 
and denounce your name as evil because of whom, the son of man, what will you be? You'll be blessed. What did Jesus tell his disciples? What will those who kill you think they are doing? John 16, 1 and 2 says, I have told you this so that you may not fall away. They will expel you from the synagogue. In fact, the hour is coming when everyone who kills you will think he is offering worship to God. What are you to do? Rejoice and leap for joy. Where is your reward? In heaven. And what do the, your ancestors do? Treated the prophets in the same way. Who has received his consolation? Those who are rich. And what will happen to those who are full and happy now? They will be hungry and will grieve and weep. About whom did your ancestors speak well? Luke 6, 26, says the false prophets. The personal. What has been your reaction to your own poverty and mistreatment here and now? Give an example of your rejoicing and leaping for joy on account of your love of Jesus and for being persecuted for that love. Deacon can't answer that. I have felt at times rejected both by God and man. I have found that through the word that my trust is to be only in, on him and he will take me through anything. I feel very honored to be treated as a follower of Christ, even rejection. And I wrote, I leap for joy when God speaks to me personally, like when he said to me, I see you looking at how to figure out things and laugh when you fall on your bottom. <laughs> My great-grandson, one and a half years old, had a little tiny chair sitting on the floor, and he walked around it a couple of times trying to figure out how to sit on it till finally he does and falls right on his bottom. I laughed so hard seeing him do that. I experienced the unconditional love of God when that thought came to me, trying to figure everything out. <laughs> Read and meditate on Psalm 1, 1 to 4 and 6. Happy those who do not follow the counsel of the wicked, nor go the way of sinners, nor sit in company with scoffers. Rather, the law of the Lord is your, their joy. God's law, they study day and night. They are like a tree planted near streams of water that yields its fruit in season. Its leaves never wither. Whatever they do prospers. But not the wicked. They are like chafe, driven by the wind. The Lord watches over the way of the just, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? And how can you apply it to your life? Deacon Ken wrote, Happy are they who do not follow the counsel of the wicked. His application 
Listen only to those who are of the Lord. Seek only godly counsel from godly people. Another book, The Lord Watches Over the Plans and Paths of Godly Men. Application, I can study and apply God's word to my daily life, and I will then be a guide to others in leading them to the path of God himself. I answered that personal. The law of the Lord is my joy. God's law, they, they study day and night. My application, by sharing with others the importance of coming to know Jesus personally in the word and following him in his word, becoming an imitator of Jesus. As the old Baltimore Catechism says, to know, love, and serve him. A commentary this week from Luke 6. In today's reading, we see Luke giving an account on the Beatitudes similar to Matthew's sermon, Matthew 5, 1 to 12. Beatitude comes from a Latin word which means blessing. The Beatitudes describe what it means to be a real follower of Christ. They are also a standard of conduct in a way in which we can live our lives in accordance with the teachings of Christ. They are referred by many as the Christian attitudes of being well, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. There is tremendous conflict between the values of God's kingdom and the values of the world. The Beatitudes show what Christians can expect from the world and what God will give them. Like a very sharp knife, the Beatitudes can cut away false piety from true humility. They also very clearly show how the Old Testament expectations will be fulfilled in God's kingdom. Jesus startled his listeners because each beatitude or blessing is in fact a challenge. The beatitudes are like flashes of lightning, followed by a thunder of surprise and amazement. They take the accepted standards of the world and turn them upside down. The people whom Jesus called happy or blessed would be called wretches, misfits, or losers in today's world. Jesus reaches into the core of what he is teaching when he stated that if we set our heart and bend our energies to obtain things which the world values, we will get them, but that is all we will get. Jesus puts the challenge to us very clearly. Will we take the easy way which yields immediately pleasure and profit, or will we take the hard way which yields immediate toil and sometimes much suffering? Will we concentrate on the world's rewards, which are temporary, or on God's blessings, which will bring us eternal life? The application this week. The first reading shows God, not man, as the source of all real power. 
The second reading says that because Christ rose from the dead as a believer of him, so will we. In the gospel, we see that God's reward is forever and the world's reward is temporary. This week, let your attitude be an action of love, gentleness, and strength. Show your humility by putting family needs before your own needs. You can only demonstrate this kind of power if you are strong in your private time, alone in prayer with the Lord. Read scripture daily, and he will give you direction in your daily actions. Show the people at school or work that because you are loved, you are capable of loving others. Remember, blessed are they who love, for they are of God. Let us close with prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this lesson, for these blessings that you poured forth on us at this time. Thank you, Lord. We are all poor of spirit, Lord. We just want you so much. We need you so much, Lord. You're the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G. To either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book, or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.